Hi, you guys want some cookies? Cookies? Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another episode of the Throwback Podcast. My name's Dan Hansis. With me in the garage, as he always is. He has to be, in fact, contractually obligated. It's Bobby Castron. I signed a deal. I have an obligation. I will fulfill that deal. I like one of my favorite um, trope like TV things is you must honor the contract. Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to. It's honor con- the contract. It's a contract. There's honor involved. If you didn't, you're dishonorable. But that's a very, like, Japanese subculture thing. I mm-hmm. don't know how they carried over to, like, lawyers uh, at the top of high rises. They're also very honorable people. Is that why? Yes, I, I do like lawyers. About Probably because we're going to get sued. So, like, we just want to start buttering some people up right now. We love lawyers. Right. They're you, great. You want to rep us uh, pro bono? That's a thing. Yes, pro bono. We and remember, we were still we were originally a headgum property. Yep, it's all their fault. They said it's okay, yes. so they're going to be on the chain of title, right? Is that a thing? The chain of ti- title, and uh, they because this podcast was initially a headgum property, they would absorb. They're still the, absorbing. We're grandfathered. We're grandfathered, grandfathered into yeah, like another that. sort of thing. I like that. That's good. We're safe. All right, good. So, the podcast continues. Always, forever. And uh, today's episode, I'm excited for this one, Bob. Um, I am, always have been, a big MJ fan, Michael Jackson. I mean, who was born in 1980 that wasn't an MJ fan at some point in their life? The king of pop, they called him, Did or they he really? called himself. Did you just make that up? Is that a thing? Is that a Dan thing? <laughs> yes. Um, no, I think Michael's people did that, but I think, uh, you know... For a nice little chunk of uh, time there, about 10 years, that was fair. Oh, you think Michael Jackson was popular? You think he earned the no, title? No, not just popular, Bob. The fucking king. Oh, I think you're right. Well, the fans voted. This was a fan poll. It was between MJ, Bruce, Tom Petty, and Billy Joel. Sad to say Billy Joel got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A distant last, a distant that. fourth. But sorry, Bill, it was neck and neck between MJ and Bruce. And it really could have gone either way. It was like one vote made the difference. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, then uh, I would have loved to talk Bruce. Of course, he's one of my favorite uh, artists ever. But MJ, I'm fine with. And Petty, how did he do? How did Tom do? Kind of middle of the pack. Actually, somebody, one of our uh, listeners made the point of like, you guys nailed Petty so good in the Petty tribute episode. I kind of don't want you to do another Petty episode. Yes. And Tom Petty no longer with us. I'm concerned that I will no longer be with you guys uh, here in the garage. I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, it's hot tonight. It's it- a uh, heat wave in L.A. It's continuing. It's probably, you know, God, this garage, it feels like it's about 85 degrees. So I might pass out. So I'm drinking tequila. Good move. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there like unconventional solution. Let's get naked. Bob, are you trying to um, I'm trying to seduce fuck me once again? Not seduce. Fuck. <laughs> I want to get past the seduction straight to just... Are you trying to screw me? I, I think you're t- it's time for you to get screwed. But that's just going to make you sweatier. So maybe not. Right. All right. So let's Well, you could that. top, though. And you, you'd be doing the <laughs> you driving. Want to, you want to get deeper into the logistics of Well, I'm just saying, this? like, given the conditions right now, yes, I would not You're just going to lay involved. there like a seal? Yes. 
like a dead manatee yes. and just let me just pump on top of you? I don't like your choice of animals. It's insulting, but uh, <laughs> not totally inaccurate. Um, yeah, so Michael Jackson, um, who, you know, a tabloid fixture for decades. Everybody maybe, know you don't have to set up Michael maybe, Jackson. Maybe, maybe I was just doing it. Uh, let me finish, Bob. <laughs> maybe at some point uh, he was connected to SEALs. Probably young SEALs would be my guess. Okay. Um, oh, I get that. Because some people thought he fucked kids. Well, I mean. But innocent? Guilty, Bob. Well, we're going to get to that now! right now before we now! even get into yes. dangerous? Well, guilty. You, guilty. Yeah. Okay, totally. we'll, we're going to dive in deeper on Michael's legal turmoil, which happened <laughs> in and around the release of Dangerous, his 1991 album, and the subsequent Dangerous tour. So a lot to get to. Uh, last time we were with you two weeks ago, right? Right yeah. before the July 4th holiday. Mm-hmm. Here in the States, we did a little darkness. That was nice. We did. It was one of those nights we thought we were going to record two. After the darkness, we were spent. So we just, uh, we called it a night. And here we are just picking up where we left off. I did, um, I was on vacation. I was back east for a couple weeks. Uh, So I wasn't really plugged into anything throwback pod related. Is there anything that came up? I think this is a good thing to do, Bob. Some checks and balances with the show. Anything that came up from the listeners tied to any of our recent we did three episodes in a row over the course of three weeks. Uh, any questions, anything that the audience corrected us on, anything to touch on before we move forward? Well, let's see. I would say overall there has been a, a stunning level of indifference. <laughs> so we have that going for us. Uh, continuing to just, you know, middle of the pack level of interest at best. Um, but beyond that, there was a cricket in the garage during the um, darkness episode. The level of apathy that has gripped our <laughs> podcast is it's fucking impressive. It's impressive. Let's you know what? But, but I will say for the level of apathy compared to our patrons who are literally keeping us alive. Oh, thank you. Gonna plug in, by the way. Thank you to everybody on Patreon for supporting the podcast, keeping us going. You guys are plugged in. It's been great having you. Thank you so much for your contributions. Uh, if you if you're listening to the pod, you want to come join the club. It's patreon.com slash throwback pod. Right. That's it. Did it. I and, nailed, I nailed that plug. And I also just um, stumbled upon a subreddit uh, titled, how do you pronounce Patreon? Oh, good. And it looks like it's a regional thing. Hmm. And Patreon. So there's no, still no, no we're not sure yet. Nothing, nothing conclusive. Nothing conclusive at this time. Uh, but yeah, the cricket, right. the cricket definitely angered at least two to three people. Yeah, but not too, didn't anger them too much. Well, and it wasn't two to three million people. It was literally like two dudes. We're like, there was a cricket. Um, and that's about it. What about our thriving female audience? Uh, Anybody from that side? Of I the did pond? notice. I was looking at the list of uh, patrons uh, to date. I'm pretty sure, and maybe I maybe I missed a name or two, but t- by my count, we have exactly one female patron. <laughs> <laughs> so so Patreon, it's great for uh, listeners. It's also a fucking sausage fest. Over I do, I kind of like that in a way. And if if you are listening, the one uh, female uh, listener. Uh, hey, baby. <laughs> no, see, no, now we're going to lose her. That's no, that's it. bad. They're going to get yeah. me too. Now we're no. done as you. Hi, uh, I respect you and uh, what that's... you represent. Um, maybe uh, in this Me Too world, Bob, um, <laughs> on some level, uh, the the throwback podcast has become the safe haven where like, 
listen, sometimes you just like you feel like there's the walls are closing in. Okay. You want to be in the garage with your boys. Wait, are we gonna become men's right activists now? That sounds like a bad place to take this. We're gonna be the new no ma'am. Little uh, I like it. Look at you. Look you. at you referencing my favorite stupid show, show for white trash fuckers <laughs> like you, Bob. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to 1991, you piece of shit. All right. I'm excited. So right. much. So much of life was ahead of us at that time. November 26th, 1991 is when Dangerous came out. Uh, the same day as the Hook original soundtrack. So, wow. I saw Hook in the theaters. Me too. Which is weird when you're um, 10 or 11 and we grew up in a fairly idyllic. Um, middle class kind of upbringing where there was two movie theaters in town. Yeah, two one like movie, old houses. Yeah, and it was one movie theater with one screen, and the other one had two screens. Right, mm-hmm. and um, what what you would do, like I had, uh, whether it was like friends or one of my cousins, when you had a, you had looking for something to do, you pay three fifty mm-hmm. and go to a movie. So you like when you look back on it, same thing happened with in college. Like I saw a stunning amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Like retarded movies that I would never, even at that age, like why would I go see Never Been Kissed? Like if I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, right. or or what was that? Ten Things I Hate About You. I saw like every teen movie. Yeah, why did I see Corky Romano in the theater? <laughs> like why? Because there's nothing else to do, <laughs> so you just went to the movies. Uh, but to that point, I did see Hook. And I remember being very bored by it. Yeah, it was a weird combination of being very boring. And then when it came on video, being very exciting because you can kind of tune out and then plug back in during the Rufio scenes and mm-hmm. like all the fun stuff that was happening. I'm trying to think of some other bad late 90s movies. I, I, I saw, um, well, early 90s. I remember at Central Twin, I saw the John Ritter movie Stay Tuned. That was probably the, I saw it the, at the that same That was probably theater. the worst movie I've ever seen uncle, in the theater. What a pile of <laughs> shit that was. I saw Ski Patrol at that theater. Oh, wow. I saw Problem Child 2 at that theater. You saw the second one. The second one. So let's stick on movies since we're here. The movies that came out in November 91. I know one. I'm going to predict it right now. Go for it. It's going to come up. Um, JFK was out at that time, wasn't it? Maybe it was out. I didn't put that on my list. I feel like it would have made my list. Okay. Uh, Cape Fear. That's a good movie. Beauty and the Beast. Big deal at the time. Huge deal. BFD. Um, My Girl. Yep. Uh, which I was going to uh, try to find a sound up for my girl from the uh, when Macaulay Culkin gets stung to death. Yes. But um, there's not a good sound up because I think they just use um, orchestral arrangements mm. to sell it. But there is a funny YouTube video where it just you feel like you, it tricks you. It lulls you into thinking you're watching the scene. And then once he starts getting stung, some guy just is like, oh, I'm getting stung by bees. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's kind like, of- it's hard like to if you were not alive or really like plugged into pop culture or a child at that time like Macaulay Culkin was the biggest child star of all time yeah coming off Home Alone and then he did My Girl and then this is like pre-internet obviously but then Buzz started to trickle out it's like Macaulay Culkin gets killed in the movie and it's like no it was like fuck you no way way, you fucking asshole yeah there's no way listen you cunt there's no way Macaulay Culkin dies in the movie after My Girl and then, uh, and then more trickled out. I was like, "Yeah, he fucking died. Yeah, he's fucking uh, bites it. And he didn't just get, you know, cancer. No, or, you know, he didn't, uh, you know, uh, die in a fire. No, he. Well, that would be bad too. He <laughs> was in the woods and he stepped on a goddamn hornet's nest. He, well, watching the video, he was he was fucking with the hornet's nest. He was oh, kicking it, idiot. He was being a dick. So he kind of got what was coming to him, <laughs> Macaulay. And then it should be also noted that the next movie he did, 
the good son. The good son. He also dies. Yeah, he just started dying. I think he gets. Uh, and then you know what happened? Drops off a cliff. Drops gets uh, yeah. dropped. Elijah Wood drops him off a cliff, and then uh, his uh, career died. Oh! Took a shot. One of the more. Ooh, and Macaulay Culkin's definitely going to come up again because we're talking about Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. How about that? They they may. Well, I won't say it. All right. Um. Uh. No, I had one more thought on this. I'm sorry. And I'm going to try to find it. Oh, that'll be fun. But I can't. Okay. And this is your fault. It is my fault. Adam's family also came out that month. Mm. I like that. Raul Julia. I think I saw that movie. I definitely saw it in the theater. I fell in love with Christina Ricci. So hot in here. Yeah, I did. She was a comet. Um, Also in November, on November 7th, Magic Johnson announced he had the HIV virus and retired from the Lakers. And on November 23rd, Freddie Mercury confirmed he had AIDS the day before he died. So November 91, big month for HIV and AIDS. Wait, wait a second. I'm glad you weren't listening to that. <laughs> Time still... out. Just um, say that um, last line. Uh, wait, which last line? Just, you know. November 91, a big month for HIV and AIDS. A big month for what? Uh, HIV and AIDS. <laughs> That was it. That's all I had. That, that's, that's really all you had. Up. That's what you wanted to do. <laughs> yep. What can you say? What can I say about that? I mean, there's I literally nothing you could say about that. Uh, uh, yeah, that was said. What else? Shailene Woodley was born. Like her. She's good. She's all right. Gorgeous. There you go. I and like Big Little Lies. Me too. Yeah. Good show. And the number one song, This Is You, Oh. in November, on November 26th, 1991, was This Little Ditty. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. PM Dawn, set adrift on memory bliss. You should I, let the audience wait for the Spandu ballet sample to come in so they could connect it and then you say that of course is set adrift on memory well i don't know when you're gonna hit me with another horrible laughing sound effect so i'm just trying to get my words in whenever i can just consider this a free broadcasting uh, is that a lesson i owned the cd all right so here we go let's listen okay What's not to like about this? It's a great use of a sample, um, which obviously, as you know, everyone knows that listens to this podcast, we are your source for hip hop. That sampling Bob is the bedrock of hip hop in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? And uh, keep going. And Spando Ballet. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think true. So. That's one of the best like soft rock '80s songs ever. Mm-hmm. And putting just that hip hop beat under it, just. It Beautiful worked. Mix. It worked. A total, a total home run. I'm wondering, 
and we were doing like the setup before we recorded if there was some type of Spandau Ballet PM Dawn Legal War because you can't find that song. Yeah, we discovered we discovered it's not on Apple Music. I uh, would love it if there was a major legal war there with probably the Spando was. ballet people. Yeah, it's kind of fun that uh, hip hop for years was like, we'll just do whatever we want. And then at a certain <laughs> point, the bill came due. Um, all right. So that was the number one song. Then. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I, I a lot of things like in the 90 to 93 range is kind of a blind spot for me, especially kind of. Um, R&B, popular music of mm-hmm. that day. I just hadn't gotten into music yet, but you are pretty plugged in on that one. And in general, a lot of the uh, contemporary R&B of that era. So. Well, I did. I was big into it. At that point, I liked PM Dawn. I had that CD. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony had that CD. They came out around the same time. Uh, Arrested Development, liked them. I mean, I, I had... wish all the listeners could do what I'm doing now right now and Judging picturing me? what 12-year-old <laughs> Bob Castron looked like as yeah. he was uh, in his room playing with his devil sticks. Is no, that I didn't have called? devil sticks yet. That came later. <laughs> Look up devil sticks if you don't know don't, what they are. You don't have to. Oh, those uh, will come up again later in this podcast. And just, uh, is that what you're calling MJ's dick now? Yeah, devil sticks. Um, uh, and just listening to this like badass hip-hop music. That wasn't badass that. hip-hop. Diggable planets, like them too. I'm cool like that. That's a great song, too. Yeah, see, it was a good time for that kind of lazy hip-hop. And it's funny that uh, we're talking about that because um, this was the time when... Let me get things together here. Yeah, get it together, you fucking mess. Here we go. Well, it's 97 degrees in here. It's not conducive to doing things. I like that you didn't go 98 degrees because then that would have implied like you would have made a joke about it. So thank you for not doing that. What's happening on your end of the table? This is <laughs> the sound. This is not. This is not working for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. All right. The reason I what I was trying to say was that it takes us into our album today because this was MJ being like, "All right, I need to stay current with the times," and he got Teddy Riley to produce "Dangerous," who was the guy, mm-hmm. the New Jack Swing guy of the era. And uh, that takes us to track one of Dangerous, Bob. One of the biggest albums of all time. Is it? Yeah, if you look at Units Moved, uh, Dangerous, it's near 30 million. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, but still, wow. Yeah, so here's one of the singles, Jam. Oh, there's a big build up here. The other thing, this video, this song is all about the video to me. Yeah, I mean, the window breaking, I remember that in the video. But do you remember the biggest cameo was it Jordan big, yeah the biggest yeah. crossover ever yeah is this a, here we So this is Jam. All right. This is how crazy the Michael Jackson machine Bob was in 1991 in the early 90s. This is the fourth of nine singles released (laughs) off Dangerous. 
So right in the middle. Smack in the middle. Which is fucking wild. It's a 14-track album, nine of which were singles. And uh, what, were, what are your initial memories slash thoughts of Jam? I remember Jordan. I remember the video, like you said. It's funny. I don't remember like the verses of the song. Like, well, it's like, highly forgettable. Yeah, the verse. But yeah. I mean, the chorus you just remember immediately. It's a good chorus. Yeah. It's a good like. Yeah. It's definitely sounds of its time. Oh, hundred you know? percent. Yeah. And uh, which like a, a really great Michael Jackson song. You don't necessarily say that. So right. got to take uh, you got to take points off. Also, a little later we're gonna hear from. A rapper. Do you remember? Who would be the most likely rapper to guest on a Michael Jackson single in 1991? Oh, wow. I actually don't know the answer. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to throw out a couple of names. Yeah. KRS-One. Because, I mean, if he's he going to rap with R.E.M., yeah. he might as well rap with Michael Jackson. Um, 91. Uh, MC Hammer is on the list of potential rappers <laughs> yep, in 91. Um, Billy Joel also on the list. There's a bunch of guys shouting at their uh, iPod players right now. It's Heavy D, motherfucker. Yes, Heavy D. Heavy D. Yes. Oh, here he is. So. Yeah, the Michael Jordan thing is kind of epic. And actually, my son Jack, who's turning four next month, I played this video for him. And it's he's kind of fascinated by it because, um, as all Michael Jackson videos of this are, there's a bunch of kids playing in it. And then Michael Jordan shows up, and they're playing basketball and throwing things yeah. through windows and breaking yeah, a lot things, of breaking things, stopping yeah. on puddles, you know, doing very Michael Jackson 1991 stuff. And then it ends with, I think, one of the more iconic... Um, little moments of like late 20th century like pop culture with Michael jo- Michael Jackson trying to teach Michael Jordan how to dance yes, after that's the right. song See, that's ends. That's the part I remember. It's like that that sequence. It is really cool to watch in retrospect. Um, the song itself, I'm seeing it here, did not do very well. Number 26 it peaked at. Ooh, not good for MJ. Not good for MJ. But, you know, he had eight more singles. Than, yeah, so he was fine. Also. This was a throwaway number four single for him. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that's a fun conversation of because my son is six. The video, the music videos that you play for your kids when you're just like, all right, I'm just going to show you some fun music videos. Right. It's fun, like reaching into the archives to pull things up to see how they react to like 80s, 90s yes. music videos. And it's tough sometimes to think of like what they're going to respond to. So like I played Opposites Attract for Dean thinking like, Paula Abdul, MC Scat yeah. Cat, eh, wasn't that into it. Didn't do it. Uh, Devo Whip It stuck with him. I could see why a it would. A little too much, because it's a weird aesthetic to it. Yep. Yeah, so, but I also, like, there's that scene where they whip off the girl's top, kind of, so yeah, it was probably yeah, a little yeah. inappropriate. That's but good. Wasn't it Paula Abdul's top? Did you see her back? No, no, in Devo, where they're oh, whipping Oh, in D- Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think that, Yeah, that, like, that really crazy, like, edgy sexuality of Devo. Yes, you know, you of gotta course. keep it away from your kids. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, Thriller <clears throat> is really, like, a touchstone piece of entertainment in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, it's pretty impressive. Like, my son, both my sons do, like, zombie dances to that song. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. You know? We're, we're going to come up on a song where I played you in the video, and I'll tell you what he said when we get there. <laughs> okay. This is it the video where he's like, 
seducing Naomi Campbell and no one's buying it? No, it's the video of him talking about his penis that he uh, submitted to as evidence in the trial in 1990. (laughs) Yeah, it was that video. Very strange move. All right, here's track two. I don't know if you're a fit father, but why you want to trip on me? I'm guessing not a single. I'll let you know. I have to go through the files. You're correct. Not a single. Okay. Track two. Mm-hmm. Give me a beer. A beer? I would like a beer too. Modelo. Never heard this before. And I think I had the album and I've never heard this before. Because if I did own this album, it was a cassette, and I would have definitely been fast forwarding over this to get to the songs I like. Well, here's the chord. He's got such a great voice. Um, yeah, I don't know about, you know. The new Jack Swing thing, I don't know how well it's aged. And I'm sure some people would say it's sacrilege because it's an important part of... Who the fuck would say that? I don't know. Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley might say it. No, I think... Teddy Riley Jr.? Yeah, I don't... That sounds like... Yeah. Like, what is up with that? That was a... And once, you know, once... he Because Michael Jackson's like Madonna, where at a certain point, it became clear he would take whatever the trends were at the time and yeah. then find the best people and combine that with natural talent and do better than a lot of people. Yeah. So this is like the best new Jack Swing you could hear. Yes. This is Well, this and Tony, Tony, Tony. No, obviously. Obviously. Respect to Tony. This is Tony. good. I, again, it's good. forgettable good. verse. I like the chorus. So maybe that's an early trend here, though. Let's see what happens. All right. So that is why you want... So you think MJ's guilty? I mean, come on. The kid stuff. I think uh, he was a very tortured individual with a very fucked up childhood. Fucked up childhood. That stuff. Not matters. making excuses over here, no, no, but, but that stuff. You know, if you listen to enough Doctor Drew, you'll know that stuff does come back and manifest itself later in life in different ways. And I think that uh, because of his lack of a childhood, he sought the company of children, and because of his like weird sexual stuff. He didn't know the right way to interact with them. And I think he definitely crossed lines. And um, why are you masturbating? <laughs> it's just the way you put it. Okay, I'm, so, I'm going to stop. This is very erotic. Okay. All that said, Bob, here's track three. This was definitely a single. Um, are you whispering to me? Dan, is that you? I like how you can't tell if that's a girl or Michael Jackson. I know. <laughs> Or a seven-year-old. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> In the closet. 
This is a great fucking song. I love it. Okay. Do you remember the video for this? No, I don't. This all right. So, as anybody that has a knowledge of this, more broken knows, windows though. We're more really, broken windows. We're really raising the cost of this album <laughs> exactly. with all these windows that they're breaking in the studio. Because I'm with you. I think Michael Jackson. I think this album took like two years to record too. Like, there's no way they're gotta using fix a, all those windows. A broken window sound effect. No, like, they're they, breaking these fucking windows. MJ was demanding like a, an entire building was built just to break <laughs> windows. Um. So this was the period where Michael. This is how big Michael Jackson was. For this album, every single that was rolled out, there were seven U.S. singles, nine overall. Um, and uh, Fox would air, debut the the video in prime time on Sunday nights. I think after the after Simpsons, the Simpsons, yeah. Which obviously was the best time slot for Fox at that time. And this was one of them. Naomi Campbell, I believe, was it was him and Naomi Campbell, like black and white, like chasing each other, and like this half a house in a desert oh. and it was supposed to be sexually yeah. charged but MJ had gotten so weird by that point that you couldn't buy him in any traditional right. relationship I remember she was smoking hot in this I she mean, was I, yeah I remember Stream, su- this yes. is supermodel era supermodel era as you know <laughs> Naomi Campbell this is when she was banging the YouTube bassist there she is she's actually in the song why not I gotta look up the lyrics to the song no you don't why not? Because you can hear her. She's just saying it right there. There's no what are the lyrics? Set me free. Oh, listen to this. That's really good. I, I, I like this, this song. I like this song. There's even like... More broken windows! There's even... It overcomes the production elements in your face again yeah. here. Um, oh my God, the spoken intro, Bob. Jesus Christ. This guy's so bizarre and famous. It was by Princess Stephanie of Monaco. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. Why not? And uh, this, is, this is what... And Michael Jackson wrote almost the entire album, by the way. Uh, this is what she says. This this is a woman that cannot contain herself around 1991 Michael Jackson. A man that's only a man in theory at this point. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. There's something I have to say to you if you promise you'll understand. I cannot contain myself when in your presence. I mean, I'm so humble. Touch me. Don't hide our love. Woman to man. What is <laughs> I mean, what is he hiding here? What's he in the closet about? That woman to man. Very, very uh, don't ask, don't tell era. Yes. Like, come on, let's keep it straight, guys. I love that. Um, that's definitely a theme of this album where it's a lot of like spoken word, a little bit hushed in the verses. And then the chorus opens up a little bit. And that more than any of those other songs we've heard somewhere, that's a great uh, chorus. Yeah. Not the verses are I really am working. So definitely far. going back to watch that video because I have not seen or thought about it in 20 years. Uh, next track is called She Drives Me Wild. She drives me crazy. Different song. Was this an answer to that, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Oh, no. Don't break anything, Michael. See, if I didn't look that up, people would have tweeted us like, did you know that was Princess Monaco? One person might have uh, tweeted us that. But that's a lot for us. <laughs> She's oh, easy with the horn sound of it. She's a fire, and you know 
Okay. This kind of sounds like older MJ. But yeah. again, with like that overproduction of the things happening in the background. Yeah. It's like, do we need the horns? <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need that many horns. Come on. Do not need the horns there. But all right. All right, sure. Um, what was your relationship like with MJ in 1991? Uh, clearly were... non-existent, but I think he was more just a omnipresent part of life. Yeah. Like he was like the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Uh, but I think he had, by this point, he had reached that stage with all the plastic surgery and before the, the um, child abuse allegations, uh, he was still getting killed by the mm -hmm. press. And actually, it will come up, I think, later in this album with some of the songs, um, a, a theme there. But like he, remember, he would just be painted. He had bought the elephant man's bones. Yeah. And he, he was sleeping with a monkey named Bobo. Not Bobo, was it? Wasn't it Bobo? Bubbles. 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 That's what it was. Bubbles the monkey. He had the Neverland Ranch was a big source of fascination amongst people. Yes. He slept in a hyperbaric chamber, that we were a told. Thing. Right. Um, and then he would go out and be photographed with Madonna or like these beautiful women. But Princess Di. Princess Di. Which was the real go-to for him. I feel like whenever there was trouble, like he would call Princess Di and be like, hey, I need you. Yeah. Let's do, let's do a red carpet together. <laughs> yeah. By, uh, see, like when Bad came out, because what year was Bad? Bad was like 89? Bad was 87, I believe. Oh, 87? Or 88. Around that time, I thought Michael Jackson was the coolest guy in the world. And I was seven. Yeah. So he was just like the coolest thing ever. By 91, though, there was like that l level. There was like that pile of all this other shit that was attached to him. And he was that the even opposite of cool. That even him. an 11-year-old knew. Right. Yeah. He was the coolest guy on earth when we were too young to connect with that. Like right. when Thriller and Thriller all that. Thriller and stuff. By the time Bad came out, he was already it was starting to blur where the music, when there's a lot of great music on Bad, uh, but was starting to blur with him just being almost too big for life and him being just this tabloid fixture yeah, that, more that, than he was a popular artist. And that was like the stories of like, he bought all of Disney world for a day. Right. Like that kind of thing. And then, yeah, the stuff in retrospect, 2020 that you'd think like, Oh, he bought out, you know, uh, a toy store and then stayed at the toy store with kids for 48 hours <laughs> with the doors locked and be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like yeah, he likes toys. Thing. Why not? Like he's cool. He likes toys. Yeah. He's, he's, like, no, <laughs> he's an artist that sings about sex and things like that. Um, so yes, uh, but that would be my, how I remember it. Uh, do you remember in the same way? I mean, yeah, yeah, more or less. I think a lot of people kind of, he was just so famous. And then all of a sudden I took that hard left and all of a sudden I was like, oh, he's not a weirdo. He might be a fucking monster. Right. right. It still complicates his legacy. This is a great fucking song. Top to bottom. We were in Vegas a couple of years ago, and it came on, and, well, let's listen to this a little bit. Do you remember when we fell in love? We were young and innocent. Do you remember how it all began? It just seemed like heaven, so I
no broken windows because they're in ancient Egypt. So we're safe. <laughs> exactly. That, this is one of the great MJ videos. Uh, and what I was going to say is a couple of years ago, we were at some overcrowded bar slash club set up in Vegas. And this song came on and everybody was going nuts to it. And I remember thinking at the time how good it sounded. Yeah. And like the other, the songs we've heard so far leading into this definitely feel of their time. And on, on some level, this does too. Any Michael Jackson song is going to feel old now, but this still sounds fresh to me. It doesn't sound like a dated new Jack yeah. Swing song. It sounds fresh. And it also sounds like it could have been on any Michael Jackson album. Like if you put this on a mix of MJ songs and you didn't know what it was off, right. you could say, oh, this from Thriller or Bad. Like, it's just like a classic Michael Jackson song. It's a badass song. It was released as the second single. Uh, so it was the second video premiere. And I remember I was like, I guess I watched every Simpsons episode back then too. So yep, it was easy. Same. But like, um, you were plugged in because you knew you were going to see something crazy. And for this album, uh, for this song, it was marketed as a short film well it's like nine minutes long yeah. at least it's, yeah. not, it's a nine minute video by yeah uh, directed by just think of like a contemporary black powerhouse in uh hollywood at the time quincy jones uh no directed uh, uh i know but i thought maybe yeah, yeah. he'd throw his uh <laughs> his cloud behind yeah. Uh, yeah sydney portier close <laughs> not really john singleton i mean okay. that, that's the number one black director of the early 90s i know but i was thinking uh sydney because he directed ghost dad around that time too yes. so i thought maybe oh, that's true that's yeah. a good point uh and the stars of the video include bob give me eddie murphy eddie iman iman um oh magic johnson magic and there was a big deal for magic yeah. to show up post hiv and um, be looking ripped in a egyptian a album. guy with devil sticks in the lead up to the video, <laughs> there uh, people are trying to entertain Iman and the Eddie King Murphy. And, Queen, yes. and uh, a guy comes out with devil sticks, which I later uh, became very good at. You were very plugged but in. But this on guy devil not sticks. so good, and uh, Iman gives him the thumbs down, and he gets executed. He for gets thrown to the lines for devil sticks. I mean, come on. Yeah, but if it's a like, bit of an extreme again, punishment. And if you remember what devil sticks are, they're for losers. Yeah, think about whether that person <laughs> should. Be thrown to the wolves. Uh, so I played Dean this video because I was like, it's such a cool looking video. And when um, Michael Jackson makes his big entrance, he's like a wizard. Like he comes out of yes. this cloak right. and he's takes hooded. the cloak, cloak off. And then he like makes himself disappear into like dust. And then he comes back up. And I was like, Dean, do you know who that is? It's Michael Jackson. And my wife, big MJ fan. We listen to him she a lot is. in the house. Um, I was like, that's Michael Jackson. And Dean goes, no, it's not. That guy's white. Oh, a six-year-old. Yeah. It, yeah. And I had to explain to him in the best I could, no, no, that's Michael Jackson. Yes. Uh, things happened. Well, that yeah, and that uh, thinking again of like the Fox television at the time. So it would be Simpsons at 8, probably some piece of shit they were trying to they always, get off like, the ground at 8.30. Yeah, they always wedge something at the 8.30 spot. And then Living Color at 9, mm -hmm. as I recall. And then Living Color. And then, you know, it's at like 9.30. Oh, no. Married with children. Trashy. Yeah. Um, but in Living Color, they had fun at MJ's expense. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, one of the, the videos parodies, we just talked about video parodies uh, when we did the 1990 podcast because it was the Paul Abdul video. Yeah, in Living Color. Just, uh, like in my fatter skinny. Savaging. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, the parody of the black and white video, which we'll get to in a little bit, was Am I Black or White? Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, I want to go back to one thing and remember the time before we move on, uh, because it's probably, and this is saying something because I think he's one of the greatest like vocalists ever. One of my favorite 
probably my favorite MJ vocal turn uh, near the end of the song. Let's okay. listen to it. Yes. <laughs> like, you can only come up with that in the studio if you're a fucking space alien. Yeah, of course. Like, who? I mean, who would think, like, oh, this would be the point where I go... <laughs> it's amazing. It's Michael Jackson scatting. And he was, yeah, like, he his singing definitely changed uh, as he got older and weirder, where it was kind of very gentle and soft yeah. initially. And then, like, it's time, by the time this album comes along like and... I like, was going to comment on that. He's very growly. Yeah, he's very growly. Yeah. What's the song? Um, I don't think it's on this album. No, I think it's on the uh, Greatest Hits album that came out, History Later. Okay. The one where he gets he gets up and uh, gets into trouble about something about Jewish people. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh. he's like, Jew me, sue me, something, something, something. And then he drops a K-bomb. Do you remember that? Well, I remember the Jew me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the... Um, uh, by the time you get to that album, like the songs, the new songs on that album, he's just like, nah, rah, nah. <laughs> like he's like, he's like, like an angry, dog. strange dog <laughs> at that point. Uh, but this is kind of him heading toward that, yeah, that period. All right, next track. So remember the time. That's a very strong contender, Bob. I think for the Spotify playlist. I think so. I mean, maybe it's on the nose, but it's so fucking good. All right, this one is called "Can't Let Her." Get away. Well, we're back in this territory. He is going to break a fucking window. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Right now. Or how about like a car screech? <laughs> like a tire screech? There might be. A, yeah. Is this Razor Ramon's theme song? <laughs> Yeah, I like it, but uh, it's not doing anything. Can't let her get away. Um, I haven't uh, delivered my monologue on MJ's legal troubles yet. Oh, well, yeah. Let me uh, let me set you up. Hey, Dan. I'm, I'm not ready yet, though. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm not ready. Okay, yeah. Take take your time. I see you. You're, you've been writing this whole time. Like every time a song comes on, you pick up a pen and you're clearly writing a long long thought out piece on uh, MJ. So I'm excited for you to read that to us at the uh, end of the episode. Can't let her get away, by the way, was... All right, let's play a game. Was it a single? It was a single, but not in America. That's my guess. Not a single, oh, Bob. Incorrect. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm really curious what those two songs are that were singles, but not in America. <laughs> All right, this next song was definitely a single. Perhaps regrettably so. I don't know what it is yet. Not my favorite MJ song. Well, it's not all about you. Maybe it's a good song. Well, the experience of this podcast is really our personal no, that's thoughts true. and feelings about the artists and albums that we talk about. More more, oh, more me. It's more about me. Piece of fucking shit. It's more my, my, my thing. It's pretty. Sounds like a song you could sleep or screw to. <laughs> 
Could have been on the sleep sex mix. <laughs> if I was, uh, in 1991? If I was screwing at that time, <laughs> maybe. That's what you would have been doing because it was 1991. Yes. Oh, and then kids. This is right up your alley. Yeah. About um, the generations and to say we want to make God. it a better place Michael. for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world. Hey kid, Donald Trump is going to be president. <laughs> that was Anna Klumsky, by the way. Was, it could have been, for my girl. <laughs> There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love. It's a place that was brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try, you'll find there If you want to know um, how much the world has changed, this makes me think of. Uh, if you care enough for the living, make a little space. Make a little space. Make a better place. Make a better place. If you want to know how much the world has changed, uh, go back and watch Michael Jackson's halftime performance at I believe it was Super Bowl 27 and he is given I've humble brag been at the last seven Super Bowls of, Ooh, and I you so unlikable I write I write about the halftime show leading up to the game I watch the halftime show all that stuff so I'm pretty plugged into the whole the history of the event now Michael Jackson is credited with the guy that turned the halftime show into a real thing that's like an connected, event yeah an event connected to pop artists at the time Watch the show, which happens at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, in broad daylight, and um, just the production values of it, yeah. and how much it's changed from then to now. But what I'm remembering now is that Michael Jackson was a thousand hits that could have slaughtered at the Super Bowl, uh, and he does play a couple in Billy Jean, and I think he plays Beat It, and uh, you know, but he also plays this song to close the set, and it's just like. Ugh. It's my least favorite type of Michael Jackson. He was trying to make a difference. I think he was. I think he was definitely, for whatever faults he had as a person, I think he was completely achingly sincere. Oh, I totally agree. About trying to heal the world. Yes. And like, maybe this song will do it. It was a little bit exhausting. Though. No, you're, you're kind of a monster for not embracing this. I like it. Let him, let him heal the world. Maybe if he was still around, he could have healed the world. You think he would have done it? No, probably not. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. That's like a six and a half minute song. That That's a lot of song. And it's just really vague. It's like heal the world. But what, I mean, what the fuck does that even mean? Offer some solutions, MJ. That's oh, what I mean. Like, where's, your, where's your PowerPoint? Figure it out. The, the single artwork is a globe, like the earth, with a major crack down the middle with a Band-Aid over it and a white baby's hand and a black baby's hand. Oh, that's adorable. Did we sing that in chorus in like sixth grade? That feels like I have a distinct memory of like being arm in arm with other kids and singing Heal the World. I think we might have done that Could in like one of those mandatory chorus concerts of middle school. I think. All right. And I just want to... Uh... I want, to, I want to just say this in, in, out of respect for MJ. Uh, in, an, in a 2001 internet chat with fans, and of course, as always on the Throwback Podcast, all information is presented by Wikipedia. <laughs> so probably 
somewhat inaccurate. In a 2001 internet chat with fans, Jackson said that Heal the World is the song he was most proud to have created. He also created the Heal the World Foundation, a charitable organization which was designed to improve the lives of children. Again, very vague. (laughs) Read into it however you want. The organization was also meant to teach children how to help others. Again, extremely nebulous, Bob. The concept of, quote, betterment for all, close quote, would become a centerpiece of the Dangerous World Tour. Oh, you want things to be better? There you go. No, come on. We're shitting on the guy. He made a foundation. Come on. I just started a foundation. No, you didn't. Make kids great. Again. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, don't, I kind of like it. I see you're wearing the hat. I'm into it. Is this a video game? Is this the beginning screen of a video game on Sega Genesis? <laughs> you don't know what this is? This is fucking George Wynn up to his old is. fucking tricks again. I know what it is. No! Classic George Went. Classic Went. That is the best part! The only work he got post-cheers. <laughs> well, actually, Cheers isn't over yet. I want to listen to it, okay? So that was a like score to get him. No, man. They probably called that Nancy. It's like, could can Ted do it? No. Kelsey Grammer? No. John Ratzenberger? Ratzenberger? Woody? Frazier? Frazier? In Cheers, they had the guys that sat at the bar and had like one, one line, line. Episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, what about those other guys? What about the guy who owns the bar upstairs? <laughs> no, Melvin's? <laughs> Can't do it. What about Coach? He's dead. Uh, Lilith? Can Lilith do it? <laughs> Lilith is a previous engagement. Give us Went. T-shirt, the logo for the seafood restaurant above Cheers. Oh yeah, that's like what? Cool. Was, I think it was Melville's. It was no, no. Melvin's. It was the guy's name. Um, nothing has dated us more out of all the shit that we've ever done than knowing like ninety percent of the cast of Cheers. Uh, all right, obviously this is black or white. Melville's was the name. Melville's, of okay. The restaurant. Um, it was the first single from. Dangerous. It was a huge deal. Fucking huge deal. And a huge controversy because it was, like we said, aired live, aired on in prime time, and the video featured an extended like opening and a close of Michael Jackson walking through city, destroying property, causing low-level mayhem. Yep. Grabbing his dick, like a lot of stuff that people are like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, the song ends, and then he just trashes a cop car or a regular car. Like, it's just bizarre. And then he, like, turns into a panther and walks away. Yeah, why not? Uh, What do you think? What are your thoughts about this song? fucking love it. Listen to it. It's really good. I have to say it is 
definitely not one of my favorites from him. No, it's. I would have never thought. I still don't think it's one of my favorites, but it sounds really fun right now because I definitely haven't listened to it. It's one that I would avoid because it was so big in 1991. I never needed it to hear it huge. again. It was definitely huge. Um, at, and at the time, like that was the thing. Like Michael Jackson in 1991, it almost didn't matter if the song was good or not. It was going to be huge, right? So like. There was a even we were very young at the time, but there was a sense of uh, inevitability that it didn't matter what he put out. Which even if you're a kid, you're like, ah, fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, like everything, like I, you can't avoid him. Remember this part, the morphing. Yeah, which was cool then, and if you watch it now, still pretty cool. Yeah. And there's one notable celebrity uh, at the time, not a celebrity. That's one of the morph people. Oh, who was it? I'm trying to think. She went from being a supermodel Ooh. to an actress. She was uh, notably murdered by Michael Rappaport in a, uh, uh, a racial film. <laughs> racial film? <laughs> <laughs> Higher learning, the classic racial film. Tyra. I mean, how would you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Tyra Banks. The, Bob, the uh, racial is an adjective relating to race. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. On the grounds of or connected with difference. You don't have to Wikipedia everything. Bob, Bob, that's a perfect explanation of higher learning. I just, you know, if you're going in, if you're going to Blockbuster in 1991 and you're looking for higher learning, there's not a racial section. Maybe there should be. Maybe that would solve a lot of problems in our country right now. Bring back Blockbuster, (laughs) add a racial section. Uh, Bob and I had a low level obsession with higher learning yes, we in did. the mid nineties, uh, <laughs> inclu- especially though, Michael Rappaport's, um, the, near the end of the film, Where, the third yeah. act. Yeah. When he gets uh, taken down by the cops. Well, and, he's like, I want to be an astronaut. An architect. Yeah. You could still be, a, you could still be an architect. You could still be an architect. I think Matthew Modine or somebody's like, you could still be an architect. No, stop no! lying. Stop, stop lying. lying. Points the gun at him. We yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, then he kills a little himself. bit of a heavy scene to enjoy the then way he, we enjoy. Doesn't it. he? He kills himself. I think he does. Yeah. Kill himself. Yeah, we laughed. That was funny. Uh, yeah. So this was. I'm curious how big a hit this was. This there, had to be a number one. There's hit, right? no way this wasn't a number one hit. All right. I will. I will fuck you on the floor of this garage if it was not. <laughs> Stop a coming one up hit. with excuses <laughs> like why you have to fuck me. I just do. You're definitely a closeted homosexual. I just. Do. And I would support you if you were a gay man, Bob. Uh, no judgment zone, but stop trying to have sex with me. All right, but what? But but seriously, it's happening. What? What, um, what are the stakes again? If it's not a number one single, like you're getting fucked on the floor. <laughs> if it's not. If it's not. I'm just gonna lie to you. Uh, it was a number oh, one I Billboard knew it. hit uh, in <laughs> in the United States. So it was a monster. Hit. Yeah, it was huge. And uh, that video was on all the time. It's, I mean, it was everywhere. This is my uh, one of my favorite MJ Deep tracks. Ooh. Right up there. It is called Give In To Me. Does that ring a bell up? It was a single. Oh, yeah. Yep. Course, 
a little later in this song, you'll you'll get an idea of the guest guitar. So earlier in MJ's career, mm-hmm. it was of course Eddie Van Halen, right? Uh, who would be the 1991 equivalent of Eddie Van Halen as he continued to stay with the times? Slash. Correct. Yeah, perfect. He's Makes a per- sense. And Slash is a perfect fit yes. with the whole MJ yeah. aesthetic of the time. And he has a badass guitar solo in this. Um, I love this song. I think it's so cool. It sounds great. I love his singing on it. I love I love me some hard rock ballads yeah. from MJ. Yeah. And this is oh, cool one song. of my favorites. I don't do remember. remember? I don't, a little bit. I don't remember making a big, like it didn't leave a big footprint, but I do remember it. I didn't even know what it was until about three years ago, and it came on. I don't even know where it came on. It might have, like a fucking dentist office or something. And I was like, "I this is Michael Jackson. I'm not familiar." And I shazammed it, and it was like given to me. And then I listened to it like 30 times in a row. I was obsessed uh-huh. with it. That's funny. And now it's one of my favorite songs. Of I think this is the Slash solo this year. Thank you, us. Anyway, good stuff. Give in to me. Might pound the table on that in a little bit, Bob. Interesting. Good the, tease. The uh, next song. Before we get into the next song. Oh, we, we need to do some work. We do. We, we need, need to, to do some housekeeping, Bob. A little housekeeping. Thank the people that make this podcast possible. Uh, we have some sponsors. So let's throw it to uh, these great ad reads for our sponsors. <laughs> okay. Hey, yo, Bruno. Bruno, the sponsor. He's back. Yes. Three months in a row. A couple of months ago, he was like, hey, I want to find love. So he started uh, Bruno the sponsor at gmail.com. And uh, Bruno I guess. Fucking? Bruno well, be fucking? He's still sponsoring us. So here's here's what I think. Okay. Uh, he's probably just drowning in it right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why would I ever stop sponsoring this podcast? Right. Because he cannot keep up with all the screwing he's doing. But just in case, Bob, he is. Uh, not uh, doing that well, or maybe just a little bit of slow going. Maybe you know, needs a, yeah. You know, uh, what is that email if you're a lady listening to the podcast and you'd be interested if in you're a la- Bruno? If you're a lady from Canada or near Canada or willing to travel to Canada. Well, Canada's really big too, Bob. What no, part it's of not. Canada? Like the, the top part. Oh, if you're from the top part of Canada. But go the bottom too. Any, or even the middle. Go North find Dakota. Go find Bruno the sponsor at gmail.com. He'll give you the travel details. And the guy's clearly loaded, so he will fly you there. And we don't know him, but you can absolutely trust him with your life. Yes, Bruno. Hey, Dan, when I say Australia, what's the first thing you think of? Shark attacks. All right, what's the second thing? Um, Natalie and Brulia. These are the same two things we did last <laughs> month. There's literally only two things that we think about with Australia. But the third thing, you didn't ask the third thing. Oh, what's the third thing? Kleiny. Yep, Kleiny. Kleiny is number three. And you know what? He's climbing. Kleiny could be number two by Well, he next just week. moved ahead of the 2000 uh, Sydney Olympics. That's so good. Right and off like, the bat. Way ahead of young Einstein at this point. Uh, that guy's not, you know, Yahoo Serious isn't even in the fucking picture at this yeah. point. Yahoo Serious, more like Yahoo, you're a joke, right? I think, I think, I think we nailed it. Kleiny. All right, we are back. Bob. And that, what you're listening to, Bob, Michael Jackson, a native, I believe, of Gary, Gary Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. Nearby Ohio, right? 
yeah, the well, Cleveland Orchestra. Okay. Indiana's close to Ohio. It's you can't be. tell me otherwise. It's gotta be. This is the Cleveland Orchestra, Bob. Love them. I like their later work. Do we need the Cleveland Orchestra on yes. this album? Maybe they're going to go break some windows. That would be amazing. A bunch of like 73-year-old white men breaking <laughs> windows. Should I skip ahead to see when the song starts? No. How much money was be, spent to make this It's going to be a hard turn from orchestra. I want the hard turn. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Things are getting fucked up. No! Oh my god, why? Stop! No! It's making a mess. <laughs> I can't believe this song hasn't started yet. <sighs> no! What? Is this Roger Rabbit? What was that? Oh, yeah. Here we go, Bob. Will you be there? This is the Free Willy song? This is the Free Willy song. Blast it. And I will then say to thee, you were my friend. Carry me like you were my brother. Love me like a mother. Will you be there? I feel like it's the fourth quarter of the fucking NBA Finals, uh, and I'm at the free throw line. That's how sweaty and hot I am right now, by the way. So this is the... I think Heal the World's a pile of pig shit. Um, this is that type of MJ big giant ballad done right, in my opinion. I love yeah. this song. I think no, it's this a great is, Michael This Jackson. is a better version of that. I agree. He, I mean, he's taking... I think he takes it up a notch here. But they told yes. me a man should be faithful and walk but not evil. So when Michael Jackson died, Bob, he died on June twenty fifth, two thousand nine. I remember that because Where were you? Where were you? I was unemployed. Um I remember this, Bob, because it was the 11-year anniversary of our high school graduation. Oh, wow. And I happened to be back home in our hometown of Pearl River, and I have a few people that have always been big, like, MJ stands in my life, and one is my cousin, Matt. Another is my friend, Christine. Christine, a listener of the podcast. And when MJ, when he heard MJ die, TMZ, TMZ broke the story. It was the first big TMZ story. I, know. I just had a meeting with one of those uh, guys that started TMZ to work on this thing I'm doing. Yeah. And he was telling us that he didn't sleep for a week. Like yeah. it was they like, owned the it MJ was story. 20 hour days in the office, just like getting all the MJ news. Yeah. 
It was it was there a big deal. They nailed it. They were ahead of everyone on it. Um, and the and the first thing it happened like late afternoon. It must have been like around four or five o'clock. And I called up my friend Christine. Called up my cousin. And we went to the Pearl River Hotel, which is like the local of course. watering hole uh, in our town. And we just like went to the bar, filled up the jukebox with MJ for like three hours and just got drunk. Yeah. It's actually a great memory of, uh, of the late aughts. But um, this song makes you think of that because I remember we played the song. Makes sense. Yeah, I was at the uh, newly opened Mendocino Farms on Sunset and La Brea with Jason Zumwalt and Brian when um, the word trickled out that he died. And yeah, I got up and I called my wife and I was like, Oh yeah. Cause Heather girlfriend at the time, girlfriend at the time. just like, I hope you're sitting down. This is, this is big news. And yeah, she was very, very distraught. Like was she an active MJ fan or more like, no, a fan by of, that point, yeah. no, but like it was like the number one, you know, artist of her childhood with Rod Stewart, a distant second. <laughs> so, and that was Rod Stewart in the mix. Um, that was the Free Willy song. Of course. It was also the subject. Don't think I've ever seen Free Willy. I just referenced it for 30 <laughs> right, years exactly. of my life. Yeah. Uh, he got sued by the Cleveland Orchestra. What? That. Yeah. For this song. Uh, and it won an MTV Movie Award, Bob, for best song in a movie. How about that? Makes sense. So get excited. Next track is Keep the Faith. Great Bon Jovi song. Maybe we could just listen to that one. Big, like... Bon Jovi, I think it came out the next year. It's like Bon Jovi's turning the page in yeah, the Yeah, he's going. He's moving forward. Listen to this. There, you know. New pop elements around Bob Jovi. <laughs> he's not hair muddle anymore. He's not a relic of the eighties. He's moving forward. He's Bon Jovi. <laughs> we we should do uh, at some point in the podcast, we should do that late period Bon Jovi album that has Midnight in Chelsea. <sighs> One of our favorite Bon Jovi songs. Now ever. Bob, I mean not for nothing, but let's get let's get it right. That was a John Bon Jovi solo. Oh effort. fuck me, you're right. Destination anywhere, I believe it was called. <laughs> uh, this is called Keep the Faith. Let's listen. This is bad. I'd rather listen to the Bon Jovi. Yep, skip it. How many songs do we have left? Um, we are getting there. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's great. All right. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is the Tico Torres of the drums. <laughs> Sambora. Sambora. changing it up a little bit. A little change up for Sambora. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like they, they're like. Okay, save it, save it for the Keep the Faith podcast. No, this is good though. But it's like they're like, what are what are Duran Duran and you two doing right now? Let's tap into that. Hey, let's just be like five percent cooler than Brian Adams. I own. Fuck I own, Brian Adams. I own this album. You got Keep the Faith. I did. All right, we'll save it for the. I owned a Brian Adams album. No, Bon Jovi, you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, you had Keep the Faith? Yes. Really? I did. I'm surprised. All right, where are we? I don't know anymore. We're in Bon Jovi land. Got, this song is called Gone Too Soon. It is the penultimate track. 
See, that's how I know you're hot, is I misunderstood you and you called me a fucking asshole. <laughs> so you're getting ag- you're getting aggravated in the heat. You've had a couple beers, you're probably yeah. an abusive type husband. I, oh, You've kind of kept that secret, and now I'm starting to see what Heather must really be up against. It's not pretty. I said Bon Jovi, you fucking asshole! <laughs> Jesus, Bob. <laughs> well, you know, it's Brian Adams, man. Don't That's like slanderous. Fuck Brian Adams, man. Yeah, so don't go accusing me of owning a Brian Adams album. A couple days ago, when I was back like home, I was listening to, uh, we were watching some old YouTube videos, my brother and sister and I, some, and um, somehow we ended up landing on All for One, the Robin Hood song. Yeah. And it just struck me how Brian Adams was such a fucking piece of shit in that video that he was trying to hold himself up uh, alongside Rod Stewart, yep. a legend, yep. and Sting, yep. a legend. And here's Brian Adams trying to present himself as like one of the three musketeers. On their level. Here's like, you know, here's three superstars, you know, delivering the fucking goods. Fuck you, dude. Like the loss of sunlight. By the way, this again falls under my. Rule, no album should be more than 12 songs. You're telling me this isn't a better album, like killing two to three tracks? I, I, I'm probably with you on this one. Here's the last song. It is called Dangerous, so it is... Oh, good. Dangerous on Dangerous. I don't believe it was one of the singles. Stuff's happening. They're still going places. Did you know that um, Will You Be There was a top 10 song for six weeks in America? What, that last one? No, Will You Be There. Oh. That's interesting. Right? That is interesting. I didn't think yeah. it was that big a hit. He's like, I paid Teddy Riley $7 million for all his beats. I'm just going to get them all out. <laughs> yeah, I want them all. He's going to use them. Like, I'm totally times. out of songs, but I'll just put the last track, Call It Dangerous, and then put my remaining Teddy Riley beats on it. Wait, this sounds familiar, though. Never mind. There was something different about this girl. The way she moved. Her face. Are you doing that? <laughs> Are you just adding broken windows? I'm adding it. it <laughs> I like it. It fits right in. It helps. All right, so there you go. There's Dangerous uh, Monster. Monster. The last Monster Michael Jackson album. Uh, yes. Oh, let me share my thoughts. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, I do believe he got himself involved in some malfeasance. Okay. A, a connected to underaged um, people. Yep. And, uh, and that's extremely unfortunate. However, I do think about this a lot whenever I think about Michael Jackson. It's not like I think about it all no, the time. No, that's good enough. Thank, when Michael Jackson you. comes up. I'm glad you clarified that. And especially when people, instead of celebrating the music... And I understand why people do this. Focus on the allegations against him, including the major, major payoff financially he did to try to get out from under certain allegations. So that's sometimes seen as a red flag. Of course. And I get that as well. Of course. What if Michael Jackson, the most famous person in the world, and anybody that's famous, Bob, is a target for leeches and people looking to make a buck Mm -hmm. and all that? 
what if Michael Jackson was innocent? What if he was just an eccentric guy and then people that were got into his mm-hmm. circle took advantage of him, that eccentricity, and destroyed him? It's, it would be a shame. It would be you know, a tragedy that, that tarnished his legacy. Kind Ruined of, his life, tarnished his legacy. I, I obviously, I hope it did happen because then that means whoa, kids well, weren't abused, Bob. Oh, right. Got you. You hope it didn't See? happen. You hope it got didn't you. happen. Yes. No, the way you said it. Yeah, that was, you said got, no, it did No, I got you. Got you. You said I hope it did happen. It also sounds to me like this whole thing as like your career is on the way up. You're kind of like just setting some groundwork for when you get accused of things. <laughs> it's like it. being a target. You figured it out. Yep, yep. Um, so that's my thought. I think he did do some things he shouldn't have done and you can't defend it. But I always wonder if he was so famous that it that happened to him because of it. I, I would like to think, much like I'd like to think at some point, like after OJ dies, we'll get like the, you know, in his will. It's like, I did it. I'd like to think at some point. <laughs> that's going to be OJ's will. Yeah, that's it. Which, by the way, probably isn't going to be a BB will. <laughs> but it'll be like $14 and like a yep. certificate to a 7-Eleven. And, and then like, I just went, I did it. Dot, 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 P.S. I did it. <laughs> so as much as like I think someday I'll get closure on that, I would like to think at some point, in life will get closure on this. Okay. Like there will be the definitive, like it happened or it didn't that happens hmm. down the road. I tend to feel that that won't happen, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. All right. Bob. So what are we putting on the playlist, Dan? There's two routes to go here. I think you either go with what's probably the best song, which is remember the time. Right. Also the most well-known song, which we tend to try to steer away from, but that's not a rule. Right. Uh, we can go with one of the very good lesser-known singles, uh, or we could go with a deep cut that I um, love. Uh, if we want to kind of get a little bit MJ hipster, if you will. Here's the move: we go with the deep cut, and here's why. The fact that I love songs like that, where you find it and you're like, "Wait, what? What is this from?" And then you don't just listen to it; you listen to it thirty times in a row. I love Ooh, when that I happens. Like that. Okay. So I want this on this playlist. So people that don't know it, even me, right. can find it for the first time and be like, holy shit, this is really good. We're going the MJ Hipster route. We're going MJ Hipster. Yes. Yeah, let's just do it. All right, there you go. Give In To Me is the next edition, the latest edition on the Spotify uh, Apple Music podcast, which you can get uh, off our Twitter page. We have links to them. And uh, speaking of our Twitter page, follow us on Twitter, at ThrowbackPod, on Instagram, at Throwback Pod. Email us if you wanna if you have something you wanna say. And you know, don't be an asshole. Um, but uh, the throwback pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Correct, Bob? Yep. And of course, leave um, comments and five star ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that that helps us. And finally, very important, we are a show that exists because our listeners uh, have uh, generously donated to the program, allowed us to get out from under the fucking iron fist of headgum, even though they will absorb all lawsuits. Yeah, they don't know that, but they will totally do that. If you do donate, thank you so much. You're amazing. If you have not yet and you want to help the show and support the show and you love the show, go to patreon.com slash throwback pod. You can yep. also get that link on Twitter. There are all sorts donate. there are all sorts of tiers. There's the two dollars, there's a little more, and at a certain tier uh, we'll tell you to go fuck yourself like Mike Burdett. Hey, Mike, go fuck yourself. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a good thing to do. But you know who I'd really like to tell that to? 
Hey, Marcel, the few, go fuck yourself. I felt that. I felt like that was a really sincere go I fuck yourself. That. All right, I'm gonna, let me do that. Paul fucking Roundtree. Ugh, go fuck yourself. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah, disgust. Totally uh, so we will be back next week with another edition of the Throwback Pod. And to everyone, really, yeah. uh, well, you know, while we're here, go fuck yourself. Ha, <laughs> ha,